This is a space to open up dialogue through anonymous trust. In an advice-based format inspired by old newspaper columns, with submissions directly from my listeners, we interactively exchange experience for perspective. It's about ownership, acceptance, and the power of self. How else would you get the answer to a question you would never say out loud? Through a little leg up in a miniskirt revolution. Welcome to episode 5 of Miniskirt Revolution. Um, this week we're going to be back on to our submission-based content. Um, so yeah, let's just get right into it. You know the drill. Let's get into our first submission. Dear Miniskirt, Before quarantine, my best friend and I were at a party with her boyfriend and a few other of our other friends. It was just another whatever Saturday night, but my best friend's boyfriend was getting more and more drunk, which he has known to do. At one point, we all ended up on the porch smoking together. And before I know it, her boyfriend goes from dancing and grabbing up on me and trying to kiss, and then he's trying to kiss me right in front of her. And she just stands there laughing and brushing it off so the situation doesn't escalate any further. I'm horrified, but not really shocked. He's a douchebag. And stuff like this happens all the time, but never with me. I'm more disappointed with her behavior in the whole situation. Like, I feel like she's blaming me because she won't stand up to him. We haven't really talked since. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I don't want to lose my best friend, but I won't be any more of her collateral damage. So... I think this kind of like ties into things we've talked about in the past where it comes when it comes to like dealing with intermingling your best friends and your friends and walking that line can kind of be a tightrope. It can kind of be like a a hard thing to, to navigate, especially if you're in a situation that you aren't super proud of but you want to be around your friends and you want to hang out with your friends, even though your friends are kind of like discourage the situation that you're in and they don't, or they disapprove. So I'm going to speak to you, not really to your friend because your friend obviously has their own issues going on as far as, um, esteem and self-worth and, uh, accepting bullshit from people and I've had a few friends like that in the past where it's it feels like you taking on you're taking just beyond being their friend and being around them you take on all their shit that they're dealing with too and collateral damage is a good term because it's like you it's like you, they're the ones that are actually being damaged and they're the ones that are actually dealing with the shit but like you're having to like scoop up the shit and put it back together as your best friend so what the best thing that you can do for like your sanity and I'm sure you've had this conversation with her about how you don't like her boyfriend or whatever um 
just remove yourself from those situations. If her boyfriend's going to be there, just don't be there because now her boyfriend has trespassed on you and he has taken away a level of trust between you and him that you thought there was a common level of some sort of decency between the two of you. And now he's lumped you in to all those other mistakes and your best friend is still not standing up to him after he did. He's basically harassing you and I would, I would say assaulting you right in front of your best friend and his girlfriend. I would just not put myself in any situations with where he's going to be present anymore because now it's going to be now your problem with him is literally just going to be a big fucking, um, red glare on your problems with her. And it's just going to build resentment between your discomfort with him is going to build just, is going to build resentment between you two as friends on a whole new level because now it's affected you super personally. And it's really, it sucks. It just, it sucks when you have a best friend who, or you have a friend who won't handle their own shit. Like they, they will not handle their own shit. And it's such a struggle as someone who will do that. Or if you have a best friend, but they, but they, and they will do everything in their life, but they will not stand up to that one person or significant other or anything and it's just so frustrating it's like what does this person have on over you for you to not have a backbone around them like what is it about this romantic relationship where like it's obviously a shitty situation for you like why are you not working towards making it better or leaving it I've had a situation, like, way in the past, like, 10 years ago, I had a really good friend who I considered, like, a best friend at that time, and we always got into it because she was in a very emotionally abusive relationship that I think turned physical at some, at at certain points, and it was just like, girl, what is it going to take for you to, like, how many times do you need to be broken and snapped in half? To be, to be shaken awake. And like, how, what's it going to take to make you wake up? And I'll never forget, like, as long as I live and like, this is in the back of my mind whenever I'm getting into a relationship or anything. Anytime I meet a guy and he, it's like a red flag or I'm feeling a little iffy about something she says. And she says to me, yeah, he's fucked up, but if I don't love him, no one else will. And I'm like, literal, like, dot, dot, dot expression. What, what the fuck are, I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? Is your self-esteem, like, that far six feet under that you want to be such a martyr in your life to just make sure that this asshole feels love? Like, the reason men are, men love people like that is because they get babied and they get coddled and they get held and they get excused for that behavior so trust me honey like if that is how your best friend feels that guy that person or whatever is getting loved 
enough because the, no one's holding him accountable for his actions. He's just a big baby acting out because no one is putting him in his place. And it's just so frustrating because you, you as a person on the outside in, you can't do anything. You can't, like, buck up. I mean, you can stand up for yourself, but you can't, like, make her make a decision. And you can't really, like, stand up for her in a real effective way. That's not just be, like, shrugged off when they go off and be alone together. Because you can't... You can't have conversations for her. You can't make choices for her. You can't... You can't be her and get her out of that situation. So all you can do is get yourself out of the situation... And let your best friend know that, like, as long as he's around, I won't be. For my safety, for my emotional, like, stability and sanity, if he's around, like, I'm gonna, like, I would, I would feel, like, the pressure to, like, snap and say something all the time. Because there's no, um, accountability for the actions. There's no, um, hey, I'm sorry that I, uh got really drunk and was like kissing you and uh grabbing on you and made you feel really uncomfortable and I'm sorry for that like that doesn't exist in this world because these people don't talk about their problems they don't acknowledge when they're wrong so until people start acknowledging that they're wrong you have no you have no business being around them because there's so much of that going on that you being around, I feel like, excuses the behavior. And you being around establishes a level of forgiveness that I don't think you have yet. Because you wouldn't be asking this question if you had, if you really didn't have a problem with it. I think if your best friend is your best friend and she really loves you, your absence will, I think, teach her a lesson or at least make her see how much you mean to her. And hopefully it's more than this shitty ass guy. But if it's not. It's better that you be. A friend. From a distance. Than trying to like influence someone who is caught up in a cycle that really has nothing to do with you. Re remove yourself from the situation. Be there for your friend, like, from afar, because there's nothing you can do up close besides make things even more messy than they are, even more dramatic and stupid, as they can, like, things can get a lot dumber and stupider and just unnecessary, trust me. So, remove yourself from situations with him, don't have conversations about him with your friend, I'm sure you've been there, done that, like... You can only talk about things for so, so many, like, times, you know, like, you can only say the same thing over and over until, until you realize it's people, they're not getting it. So why waste your breath? Why waste your energy? Why waste your sanity being around these people? So I would say, if she's really, like, your best friend, if you give it space... She's going to realize what she's missing, but she's also going to make the choice of, it's not like, it's, it's essentially like an ultimatum because you can't, 
continue to be around that. So, and if she doesn't choose you, that's fucking terrible, but it's something that I think you have to, it kind of seems like you've reached that point of clarity where you're kind of so fed up with it all that you, that that will be something that you will be able to live with. And I think that's the best possible scenario. Be there for your, be there for, for your best friend, but not at your own expense. Submission 2. Dear Miniskirt, with everything going on lately, or complete lack thereof, I've been in my head so much. My days are filled with nothing but Netflix and walking my dog. I'm a creative person. I'm inspired by life and people. And right now has been so, like, dead feeling. My creativity feels like it's dried up. I would love to be able to use this free time to work on new ideas. What can I do to inspire inspiration? This is like such a collective feeling. I mean, even if you're not a creative person, I think it's just like an energy that we're all like feeling so like pent up and so just like rambunctious with ourselves and just so frazzled with unused energy that is just being burnt and like congested and then ultimately dying inside of us so it makes us feel like a waste and I've definitely been feeling this where you feel like like you're inspired by what's going on around you and there's nothing going on around you so if there's no spark then there's going to be no inspiration and without inspiration there's going to be no creativity and without any creativity there's not going to be any productivity and it's just like a vicious cycle of feeling like a sack of garbage this whole time I really admire people who are, like, using this time to be, like, super productive and, like, super, like, on their shit and, like, hustling. Like, that's, that's admirable. That's always admirable, even when we aren't in a fucking quarantine. But, like, let's be realistic. This is a very kind of, like, emotionally trying time. So many people are going through such, like nostalgic moments where they're reliving so much living in the past there's so many people who's so worried about the future there's so many people but where like because the present right now doesn't exist it's just like a, it's like a, it feels like just not real you know so like either we're like stuck in the past or we're stuck in the future and i've just been trying to like remain present and trying to remain positive, and trying to remain coherent, <laughs> and, um, I think, I think you have to find, I think nostalgia really can help spark inspiration, nostalgia has always been, like, a real big inspiration for me, creativity, creatively, like under like going back and analyzing like 
what I liked when I was younger, where I came from, like, what I was drawn to, um, what gave me the language that I have today, what made me feel the things that I feel today, um, going back and revisiting, like, it's not like living in the past, it's like, it's like watching your past like a movie, right? So I think if you can kind of, like, access your memories in that way where you can kind of go back and watch your favorite childhood movie and then creatively analyze it in a way that unlocks something new in your new mentality that always kind of like really helps me kind of like recenter in my creative hub I guess when I'm feeling so drained or so empty or so um stifled create creatively I, I had this um song and music video that I put out like a few years ago and it was called summer skin and it was inspired by this this whole idea of like nostalgia and um using nostalgia to build your future getting back to where we came like getting back to where you come from to see where you're going and I think that's always been a real kind of like surefire way for me to spark some sort of creativity or some sort of inspiration inside me is like go back and look at my heroes analyze their lives analyze um just like go back into your creative database and like look for something new it's like it's like a detective working a cold case or something the murder has been dead for the the case has been closed for 30 years but you can go back and find some new evidence that inspires a new charge or inspires a new story or inspires a new interest and that's been something that has always really really helped me is um going back and looking for things that i might have missed or um going back and appreciating what i've accomplished um I think moments like these are all about clarity and perspective and you have to kind of not be so hard on yourself to produce, 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 or to um, create, create, create. You kind of have, maybe you just meditate and revisit and um, soak in yourself. In the least narcissistic way as possible but I think as a creative you'll understand what I'm talking about where all we have to say is our, our voice is all we have that we use right so I think if you go back and you look at where you've been you'll see where you're going or at least that always works for me and then you could also look to the future you could Look into the unknown. You could try something new. Try learning something new that you've always wanted to try. This is a time where fuck-ups don't exist. <laughs> like, no, the world's not really watching right now. Um, so if you want to, like, learn how to play piano, or if you want to learn um, a video game, or if you want to, um, I don't know, act in a play, act in, do something, record something on your phone, or, um, try something new 
that you maybe can um, be like a light for you to follow in this time, you know, like look for like a spark of interest rather than inspiration. Interest can lead to inspiration. So try, try dangling a new carrot in front of your face, right? Like with some sort of new interest or hobby or, um, and don't be afraid to fuck up. Don't be afraid to not be good at it because this, we're all living in a um, fucking vacuum right now. So it's like anything you try right now won't really apply when we come back to like reality and to the real world. So I think when you look into the future, look into what you don't already have. Look into what you maybe want but don't have access to. See if you can maybe gain some access to it or some some, some sort of insight. I think when it comes to finding inspiration, you can't create inspiration either. It's there or not. So I think for me, it either helps when, when it comes to inspiration and needing it. It either helps to look where you've been inspired before or it helps to look into the complete unknown. And those are the only two places that I feel like I've ever found any sort of answer towards inspiration for myself personally. Alright guys, submission three. Dear Mini Skirt, I've been seeing this new boy. We actually just made the relationship exclusive a couple weeks ago. So far, this has been the most healthy, open relationship I've ever been in. He's either accepted me fully or just not noticed things that I thought no one would ever like or even love about me. And while he makes me feel great, I still have all these insecurities that I'm holding on to personally that are getting in the way of really letting him in. A lot of them are physical, but that goes back into, into mental and it creates a cycle from past relationships and stuff. How do I accept this really good thing when I can't even accept myself? Whoa. This is, um, I think this is something that every single person on the planet can relate to. And it just, like, reading that just, like, hit me, like, really hard. Um, because it makes me think about all those things I think about myself. Um, I'm so, I'm, like, I'm happy to hear that you are so happy right now. And I want you to remind yourself of that every day, that you... I think you need to look in the mirror and remind yourself of everything that you have um, so you won't. There's the thing about there's a thing about looking in the mirror, right? Um, when you deal with some sort of like insecurity or um, you feel like you have a flaw of some sort. When you look in the mirror and you say it out loud. I feel like if you own it. You're not living in your head anymore. The insecurity's not in your head anymore. It's out. It's in your face. Literally, it's like in your face. And it has become known. It's like out in the world and you just like 
smacked it against your own face. So what's what's the worst that can happen with that insecurity now? Taking your happiness that you told me in this little question is, and then using that as a daily affirmation for yourself, I think that will help you unlock um, some sort of peace in your within your own mind over the situation because it doesn't sound like and I know I, I, I know exactly how you feel or it's like you have someone who wants to support you so bad or wants or is supporting you or is accepting of you but it doesn't feel like it matters because you're not fully receiving it because you don't really support or fully accept yourself and um it's a brave notion to acknowledge this within yourself and um, be willing to look it in the face because a lot of people just don't. They um, will kind of blame their problems outward. And if your problems aren't, like if your problems are with yourself, you can't really blame other people for them. I was having a conversation with a friend and uh, we, I think it was in the test run we were doing for Miniskirt Revolution, and it was about um, our problems. And if the thing about how we o overcome our problems, especially mentally and like emotionally, is is this problem something that I put there? Is it something that I created? If it is, how do I remove it? How do I cut it out of my life? How do I squash it, burn it, do whatever you had to do to get rid of it? Because if you put it there, you're in control of that choice. And that was a choice you made to put it there. How do you reconcile that within yourself? And then there's also problems that you didn't put there. Is it something someone did to you? Is it something you were like born with? Is it a, um, is it, it, like if you didn't put it there, you have to learn to accept it, that it either happened, that it is what it is. You have to accept that whether you don't like it, whether you love it, whatever. Acceptance is not any of those things. Acceptance is just owning that shit inside of you and when you own your shit it can't be used against you not by you not by anybody else so I think if you look in the mirror and let's say you don't like um how you have bumpy skin or you have um you don't like how broad your shoulders are okay that's two things. So you own the fact that you have broad shoulders. You reconcile that within yourself and know that it's not going to stop anybody from loving you. It's not going to stop anybody from looking at you and thinking that you're beautiful or hot and sexy because you're everything like that. You're everything of the sort. <laughs> Um, I think it's just 
insecurities are so fucking stupid. They're just so dumb. They're just like little fires that you don't ever, that you don't know when they're going to go off. And it's like, I hate this fucking word, but it's like triggered. It's like, you don't know when those little landmines are going to get stepped on and you're just going to like fucking like crumble or explode or like, it's just so, uh, like, why, like, why are we insecure about things we can't change? Why? Like, why? Like, why can't we, like, why are we not taught to accept and cope with these things? Um, you ha I think uh, one, one thing that really helps, like, ex when, with acceptance of, um, insecurities especially, like, physical stuff or, um, anything to do with, like, your person is something I always, like, really, um, because in, like, modeling and stuff, you're always pointed at and looked at and prodded and objectified in a way where people don't see you as having insecurities or having any sort of, like, awareness of, what they're saying about you so you harbor all these um comments and turn them into little problems with yourself and I'll, i i i got this i i do something that really helps me is that for any like negative thought that i have about myself i point out at least five to ten things that i do like about myself so if i wake up one day and my um i have crooked teeth okay I like my hair, I have great legs, you know, like the list goes on and on. And then you just kind of counteract that negative, that one, that one minuscule negative thought. And then you flood it with some sort of positivity. And then if you do that, every time you have that negative thought about your body or yourself or anything, you're going to it's going to, it's going to sink into you for like, it's going to become more of a part of you than something you're fighting. And it's going to be something you're going to look at it and be like, I have this one negative thing, but as long as you keep countering it, act, counteracting with all these other positive things, it's always, you're always going to look at it as one versus five to 10 things, you know, it's always going to be, oh, I have this one negative thing, but then, wow, I have these five great things that I love about myself. And then I think that has really helped me accept certain things I don't like about my body or any, especially like my voice. I've had a real kind of like, I had a real kind of like insecurity about starting the podcast, honestly. Um, which is like really vulnerable for me to like share because I don't, I'm, I don't really sound the way I look. So I had a real big insecurity surrounding that. So every time I would talk about someone wanting to do this or, um, and they would reassure me that I would be good at it. And I was like, Oh, okay, maybe. And then every time I would hear my voice, I'd be like, Oh, that's fucking disgusting. Like I can't, I can't believe that I sound like that. I have to learn how to change it. And then I'd be like, whoa, check it. And then I would like go to the mirror. And then I would say, I would like be like, oh, I love this about me. I love this about me. I took a really great picture the other, like it's, you have to like, 
you have to flood out the neck your own like self negative neck your self negativity and you have to flood it all out with your with your own positive your own positive um feelings about yourself you know like you have to it's not something that can come from outside nothing outside is going to make you any less insecure than you are the only person that can help with that is you that's the reason you're writing this question is because as much as your boyfriend loves you, loves everything about you, has has no complaint about anything about you, you still you still feel these things, even though you're so loved. So the only person that can fix these things is you, or not fix them. Fix is such a stupid fucking word. It's so annoying. Um. The only person that can really kind of like allow yourself to live with these minuscule negative thoughts is you and my biggest tip for that is flooding the negative with the positive because i'm i can guarantee there's for every negative thought there's at least five positive things that you like about yourself and if you don't you need a friend to point out five positive things and then you'd be like yeah i do like about that yeah i do like that about myself and i never really thought about how i affected people in that way and like if, if it was really translating to people and then i think the affirmations from the outside will help you kind of create affirmations for yourself inside and i think as long as you keep doing the work with yourself as well as not letting your internal struggles create a wall between you and your man i think you're, i think no fucking little physical insecurity is going to get in the way of, of true love honey and i will tell you that right now so much for tuning into this episode of mini skirt revolution stay tuned for more secrets getting their time to shine if you have anything you'd like to share or submit please don't hesitate to reach out across all social media at mini skirt revolution my inbox is always open for you as well as my personal page at hooker legs or if email works better for you you can submit at mini skirt revolution at gmail.com until next time, keep your hemline high and the revolution alive. <laughs>